In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. If I were to go for the jugular and talk about this the rumors and nastiness about her. Well, let can do that. Do you I know what? You want me to go there with her husband? I can go there. Don't. With me. Okay. Tell her to off. Tell her to fuck off. This is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Salt Lake City line-by-line solo recap of episode four. Let's get into it. You shall leave. We last left these uh, wonderful ladies in Palm Springs, and Meredith was legitimately doing 67 accents all at once. Remember, we had to she went hi and then she would go low and she would do i am a british little girl drinking tea and then she would be like i am a demon from the third circle of hell my name is beelzebub meredith marks and then she would kind of mix meredith if there were awards given for voice acting meredith marks would win this year and probably every year from uh, from now on. What a great episode last week was. We also ended with a flood in Palm Springs as Heather Gay uh, let all the liquid out of her body into that Sprinter van. Uh, I have not gotten word from the Sprinter van driver. I'm, I'm praying that she is okay. I didn't get to start the GoFundMe that I had wanted to start for her because it's just been a busy week. It's been a busy week. It's hard to give back. Hard to give back. How are you guys doing? We made it through another week. Can you believe it? And I gave you so many episodes this week. I think it's going to end up that I release six episodes. It's a lot to keep up on. I know. I know. I'm not going to apologize. My life coach tells me not to do that, uh, even though it's really just a default setting for me at this point. But I just love doing this stuff so much. I mean, this gives me some sort of purpose to talk about these ladies over and over again. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's be loose with this one, right? We had so many good interviews this week. We had Sammy Sage. We had Taylor Lorenz. We had Jackie Goldschneider. And we have so many great interviews next week. And, and that's what I love about this show. It truly is a mashup for all intents and purposes. It can go so many different directions. But at its heart, it is a love of pop culture, a love of reality shows, music, TV, movies. It's a place to get excited about the things that people tell us not to get excited about, that we should go try to get excited about our own lives. Screw that. I live my own life 24-7. I want to get excited about this stuff. So thank you, everybody who shows up to listen to this, to get excited with me, to get excited with us. This is a really cool community that we have built. Reminder that we are doing a live Patreon today. 
patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good even at the dollar level you don't get all the podcasts but you can join the the live patreon where we have some drinks you can ask some questions we'll just have it'll be fun and silly it's gonna be a great way to start the weekend um before we start with the actual recap, reminder to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Listen, I'm trying to impress these people over here at Betches. And yeah, drink every time I say Betches. You might die because I'm just so excited to be here at Betches. Today is wild. Um, Sean, who heads up all of this, all of these podcasts, and the, he's been teaching me this new editing system, and the guy is just a genius. I can't... That's what I, I I want you guys to get to meet all the people here because it's just such a cool working community. Dylan Hafer, I was on Mention It All. Uh, I think it comes out. It's probably out today already. We got to talk about OC and Dylan's just a genius too. I, I just, I, uh, it's so cool to be here and everybody's just talking about the stuff that I love, but they're talking about it in terms of like, this is what they do for work. Uh, I was out with Nicole Pellegrino and, uh, um, uh, got a blanket on the name, but we went out and did man on the street interviews. And if you know me, if you see a strange sweaty man approaching you with a microphone in New York, just know it's me, Ryan Bailey asking you questions about Taylor Swift. We went and did man on the street interviews and that was a lot of fun. Um, Sophie Ross, our pop culture roundup person every couple of weeks, she came in and said, hi, we didn't get to record anything together, but she wanted to check out the studio. So she came and said, hi, and it was just a wonderful day filled with so many cool things. And I owe all of that to you guys that you show up and listen. So you are, Hey, this is your, this is your good deed for the week. Just keep listening to this show, you know? Uh, we talked about all the other pop culture stuff. I'm not going to talk to you about Taylor today. I'm not going to talk to you about the Kardashians. We are just doing Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City. This truly, I think is, I dare to say a magical season. Can we say that? It's only four episodes in and I feel like we are ensconced. I feel like we are midway through the season because so much has happened. And I will say that I appreciate each one of these ladies on the cast right now. Even in uh, even in their failures, even if you think Angie K doesn't belong there, that's fine. But I love her on the show. I love seeing somebody desperately wanting to be there that is trying to throw anything against the wall to make it stick. I love that. To me, that's entertaining. To me, that that truly is. I'm fine with Mary Cosby doing all of her scene works in a Sprinter van. I'm fine with her just traveling around Palm Springs, ordering from different fast food restaurants and having producers go out to get coffee for her. I'm good with that. I don't need Mary Cosby to teach me how to live. I don't need her to inspire me in that sense. But I do like it when she's just like, I don't want to be with you guys. I love it. That's great. I have enough women that do want to get into it with each other. Lisa Barlow gave another uh, career-defining performance. Uh, truly, I don't want to dress and drag. <laughs> it was just so ma- amazing. But I like. I loved it. I love it. And, you know, the thing is, I, hear, I see a lot of commentary of like, oh, I can't believe Lisa didn't do the drag makeup. That's fine. I don't need Lisa Barlow to do drag makeup. I like that she didn't want to do drag makeup. That provided a good scene. Lisa Barlow crying to producers? Hell yes. Break that fourth wall, baby. I want to know that kind of stuff. I will say it's a perfect Housewives show, and especially after last week in the sense that it was a mess. It was a shit show at the end of last week's episode. Like I said, Heather Gay... Uh, I didn't think there was any way she would be standing the next day. And then you start the episode. Everybody's just like, do, 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 do. Everything's just completely normal, completely normal. 
You guys know me. When I go that hard, I'm dead. Like I'm gone. There's no way I'm getting up. Heather Gay like truly just was like, yep, that was another night. Let's go. Let's get it on. I mean, that's a true professional. I've said a lot of bad things about Heather Gay in the last season, but I, I will say good for you. And also I'm, I'm worried about you. Like, like, should we be worried? You had the two, you had the black eye last season because you overdrank. You, you peed in the sprinter van, you know, just last episode because you overdrank. Um, and you're, you're rallying either you're a God or we, we do need to, to have a serious talk. <laughs> Let's not get Archie Bedore around Heather. How about that? Um, so I think things are just going swimmingly on this season. I want to thank Laura Beth Harp, who took these amazing notes for me for Salt Lake. It saved me so much time. I was able to just watch as a professional the minute details because Laura Beth took amazing notes for me. So do you want to dig in? Should we dig in? Do you, do you want to talk about the rainies and the ledge? We can talk about the husband. Uh, don't fuck with me i'm meredith mark meredith is a i keep laughing just thinking about all of these women they they all provide something it truly is the most disjointed team of avengers that i've ever i've ever witnessed meredith just uh, every little I just love it. Anyway, season four, episode four, premiere date this past Tuesday, September 26th. It's called Don't Be a Drag. Now, if I was a betting man, what would this show be about? I would say don't be a drag, which means somebody's letting somebody down. But drag also, <gasps> drag queens. We're at the Trixie Motel. Trixie Mattel, the drag artist, the drag queen. Okay, this title makes sense now. This is the description that shows up in uh, the Peacock description for the show. On the final day of their Palm Springs trip, Whitney takes over. <laughs> Whitney. I'm taking over on the final day of Palm Springs. Uh, Whitney takes over and calls Meredith out on her behavior. Monica and Lisa's tension reveals itself in head-to-toe drag. <laughs> this is a good description. Angie and Meredith continue to throw insults at each other. Heather and Angie bond. <laughs> the last sentence, Heather and Angie bond. Previously on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, we see a collection of clips from the past three episodes. We see that clip of Angie, Kay, Lisa, and Monica meeting for lunch in that first episode. Angie showing off her new mink bag and it flashes to that scene with Monica crying to her mom. I'm like, I just wanted something. I went to the Louis Vuitton store. I wanted something nice to be around these ladies. And, it, you know, it was an emotional scene. But the further I get away from that scene, the more I'm kind of like, Oh, come on. Really? You need you, 5,000? Like you could have, your personality is, is your Louis Vuitton bag. That's, that's what got you here. Screw that. 5,000, you know, Lisa Barlow's losing $60,000 rings right and left. You're not going to be able to compete with that. Why even try? Your heart is what really matters. Then we have that scene of Monica calling Lisa out in Palm Springs for if like, I'm just tired of hearing about your $60,000 ring. I'm <laughs> I lost it. We see the fight between Angie, Kay, and Meredith, including the now infamous line, you can leave. You want me to go there with Hansen? Uh, tell her, fuck off. 
And then finally, we see Heather absolutely puking her guts out in the Sprinter van while Whitney runs. She's like, I'm having sympathy pukes must go. And opening that van door, giving us that perfect shot. And Heather Gay admitted, I didn't think there was any question here. I don't even know why it was a question. Heather said, yeah, um, it was puke and pee on Watch What Happens Live. Because at first, there was like this mysterious thing going around saying it was it was just puke. And I'm like, and this is so sad. I've watched this so many times, like the Zapruder film where I'm just watching. It's clearly she, you know, she gets sick. Now I'm like worried. I don't want to say puke too many times. She gets sick into the bag and that's the hurl is the thing that activates the bladder. And then we see a very, very heavy flow of, of urine into that sprinter. So there was no question in my mind. So the fact that we were even trying to push that it was just puke. Do you know how like thin your puke would need to be in such a like has anybody don't answer this, but has anybody puked in a piss fashion? Like I just, hey, guys, this is a family show. Gather the kids around. Yeah, like get them in the old Ryan wants to tell you a tale about uh, his heavy piss flow. Um, so we start off. It's a new day in Palm Springs. The show opens with their infamous choral music. The choral music we don't talk enough about because it's oh 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 oh. So it's it's like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, like oh 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 oh. And it sounds like they loaded it into like a synthesizer so they can make any song out of it. Like so, this one is like calypso of like dun 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 oh 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 dun 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 dun. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We're at the Trixie Motel, a uh, eight-bedroom hotel in the middle of Palm Springs that is just a, a pink fantasy come to life. We see various shots of the women waking up and a text from Meredith comes on the stream. The text says, read out the pool and wear your t-shirts. We have Monica who is in blue face, uh, some kind of face mask. 
And she's on FaceTime with her daughter, Brie. And Monica's like, oh, Kendall's celebrating her birthday in class. She has to dress up in costume. Her Snow White costume is hanging in the closet. Make sure you dress her in it. And her daughter just deadpans. It's like, okay. And then they laugh. And then the other daughter comes in and you can tell she's been crying. And Monica's like, Coco, are you crying? Do you miss me? And the daughter shakes her head. No, the daughter shakes. The daughter's like, you're poor. You, 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 you tried to keep up with that Louis Vuitton bag. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to take a piano. You spent the piano money on the, the bag and now I'm crying. I'm not crying because I miss you. It is interesting to see their family life. But the only other thing I'm thinking is like, this is morning. I'm so confused about timetables. And part of me, just because I'm a narcissist and I compare it to myself, like I said, I'd be in bed all day. These ladies are up and at them. They're doing a face mask. You know, like the fact that I saw Monica in the face mask upset me because I'm like, oh, she's already taking care of like hygiene and beauty and like just the thought when you're hungover of doing anything. So the fact that she already can put a face mask on, I'm like, are these women superhuman? Anyways, we go over to Meredith's room now. She's also on FaceTime with Seth and eating something. Seth's like, I got to pull over, Meredith. I'm on a highway. I'm in Canton, Ohio. And Meredith's like, all right, pull over. And Seth's like, hey, what are you putting in your mouth there, Meredith? And Meredith's like, it's called breakfast. And she holds up a can of caviar. And Seth's like, caviar for breakfast. And Meredith's like, why not, honey? Also, Meredith Marks has her own line of caviar that I believe is out now. But it is so funny when these ladies try to jam their product lines into the show. But it is a perfect, it is a perfect uh, thing to sell for Meredith because you know caviar. Nobody like that is a very fancy product, and it's like I want to be like Meredith Marks. You know, she's the Lord of the Rings at night, but in the morning I'm just having a little caviar like a fancy lady in a hotel. Yeah. And we go to Whitney's room and Whitney sends a text to Heather. Are you alive over there? And we see Heather's room and we hear a toilet flush (laughs) and she texts back. I'm alive. Puke and rally. Puke and rally. Like literally that is like Arizona State University's University's tagline and Heather Gaze. We now are in the lobby of the Trixie Motel and Angie, the 10th, (laughs) Angie, Angie, like, poor Ann. Angie is in there with a white T-shirt in her hands. And Angie's like, good morning. And David, the hotel manager, is like, good morning. Do you possibly, David, have a Sharpie back there? And he's like, here you are. And he has, like, the like he has a nice pink Sharpie, which I guess just you get one if you work at the Trixie Motel. But these are the things that I notice about these shows. And I'm like, wow, they just have a nice, fat, big pink Sharpie? Like, what are the odds? Uh, what, what, what are the chances? Angie's like, thank you. Do you mind if I use your counter for a minute? And at this point, it's like, Angie, this isn't Kinko's. Jesus. Like, what do you want to, you, you want to, like, to co- collate something? Come on. And David's like, no, go for it. And Angie starts writing on the white t-shirt and it says, I'm starting my own club, David. We flash back to the day before when Meredith gave everyone but Angie the shirts that says, all tricks, no treats. But tricks, T-R-I-X, like Trixie Mattel. And David goes, oh, that's so sad. You're making your own shirt. We flash back over to Whitney's room, and she sends a text to Trixie. Hey, Trixie, I want to get the girls in drag tonight. You down? And then Lisa comes out of her room and goes to Whitney's room. Whitney jumps out and (laughs) jumps out at Lisa, just like, boo. But Lisa's unfazed. Lisa does not... Lisa does not get rattled by anything. Lisa was sitting there listening to Meredith do 33 different accents and Lisa's face did not change change at all. Like she was just, it was truly incredible. 
So when he goes, I was trying to scare you, then I got caught by the curtain. And Lisa's like, good morning. Are you ready to go? And when he goes, I have to do my hair. Me too. I have to do my hair too. How do you feel from last night? And Whitney shakes her head. And Lisa's like, listen, I think Angie went in super hot. But last night I was like, okay, this is like crazy. The thing that is like irritating me is Meredith does her thing that she does. And she's just like manipulates the situation. Oh, yeah. By like saying, I can't talk about this right now. Do you know what I'm going through? And we get a flashback to last night when she and Angie were fighting with Mer and Meredith's like, there are things going on that are laughing deeper than this nonsense. There are children that are going to be disabled for the rest of their lives. And you know what? I'm not doing it. So that was the flashback when he's like, it's like, wait, you can say whatever you want to someone, but the minute they try to defend themselves or respond, you're going to bring in and reach for anything like her friend's grandson or something. She brought in some three-year-old. Now we still don't know the full story here. Like it was a very specific like thing about disabled people. It was really intense, but also Meredith doesn't help her case at all because she's like completely shit canned when she does it. We get a flashback to Monica defending Meredith saying, well, let's just wait because Meredith is dealing with some major shit and a three-year-old. And Lisa goes, like, I'm working towards moving forward with Meredith, but it doesn't mean I'm oblivious to the fact that everyone gets weaponized. But I also don't want to be in the middle. And I'm like, you know, some of that stuff is ridiculous. Well, I saw you go off with her. Like, that was big. Yeah. She's like, I know stuff about their family. And I'm like, not this again. Oh my God. After like last year and how yucky that felt. Like, I'm just like, don't do this. Listen, if today isn't fun, then I'm going to fully take over. And then Lisa giggles. <laughs> and then we go to Monica's room and Meredith is knocking on the door. Monica's like, come in. Good morning, Monica. Hey, how are you feeling today? I'm good. You, you know what? Really good, actually. Yes, I just had a boatload of caviar. Yesterday was like intense, but I did want to thank you because you were very kind to me and not everybody was, to say the least. Well, you were bombarded, Meredith, even though Angie is my friend. That was completely uncalled for and really tacky, honestly, and embarrassing. And Meredith just nods. You know that nod where her head's like crocked to the side and she's like, yes, I'm actively listening to you kiss my ass. Yes, it's very good. Yes. Uh, well, it, and then she goes, well, it's also slander. Oh, 100%, Monica says. It did put me in the middle of a very tough situation because I am here as your guest. I'm getting to know you. I want to be your friend. And it means a lot that you allowed and invited me to come on this trip. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Monica. Well, Monica goes genuinely. Also, if you look in the background, you can see Lisa Barlow's $60,000 ring on her nightstand. I'm joking. I'm joking. Monica already pawned that. Uh, Monica in the confessional, which I think she looked very beautiful in her confessional. She goes, I don't understand the beef between Meredith and Angie. We get a flashback to Angie K and Monica talking the day before. Do you guys sometimes get tired of the flashbacks? Like, I remember it. It's good to, you know, in certain flashbacks, like Meredith slurring and going, you can leave. I like, I can see that like a thousand times, but sometimes I think we overly flashback. And I think especially like there were some episodes of Southern charm last season where I, it was like at a certain point, it was like 12 minutes of flashbacks. And I'm like, guys, I can remember six days ago when I watched the last episode, 
Anyways, this flashback, Angie K goes, I get that I came in hot, but you know me, you know me. Like I introduced you to these ladies. And when you were getting upset with me, I was like, okay, Monica, like whose side are you on here? I'm hurt. And Monica goes, I was shocked at some of the stuff you said. And as your friend, I'm like, let's not go there. Monica in the confessional says, it's hard to find myself in this position because Angie is my friend, but I'm seeing so much weird, unexplainable behavior from her this trip that I haven't seen before. Now we go over to uh, to Weddy McGee, Heather's room, and Heather goes, I'm going to need to garner some strength, and the toilet flushes again. The ladies are now gathering outside by the pool. You can hear thunder in the distance. Oh, 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 oh. They're all wearing their shirts from Meredith that says, no tricks, all trust. And Lisa's like, Lisa goes, hey, Mary, what's up? Remember Mary Cosby? Mary Cosby, just old, uh, you know, she's like a prop in the background. Monica goes like, hi, good morning. Lisa goes, are you ready to be athletic, Mary? And Mary goes, it's raining. And Monica's like, I know. And Lisa goes, what's up, Meredith? And Meredith goes, what's going on? <laughs> and then Heather finally emerges from her room. And when he goes, there she is. She's back. Heather in a confessional goes, you know, every time I ordered an espresso martini, it was a test. It was a test of my friends to see if I could trust them to keep me on track. And they obviously failed me. It's a failure of your bladder. Your friends didn't fail you. Your bladder did. Are you kidding me? Heather to Whitney goes, I would like to apologize for vomiting on your leg. It was a sight to see. Well, you took one for the team. <laughs> Heather is just silently seething at Whitney for some reason. Whitney in a confessional goes, that was one of the grossest moments of my life. And I've had Justin body paint me. Meredith goes, all right, you guys, putting like a positive foot forward today. We're going to meet this man, Cliff, who is going to lead us through trust exercises. What is this? Like an improv group? Like a trust session? Like what is like a Fortune 500 company doing a bonding team? I hate like, let's go to a ropes course right now. We're going to do trash falls. <laughs> let's see if we can play games with these. I This kind of stuff, it's like that getting to know you stuff where I'm like, come on, just just do like an MMA cage match or something. We're going to wrestle today. <laughs> We're going to fight to the death in an MMA fight. Who's with me? Monica goes, hey, because Angie walks in now and we see that she has hand drawn her T-shirt that says all tricks, no trust. And Monica goes, hi, what does your shirt say? And Angie K goes, it's custom by Angie K. I'm Greek. Meredith is just staring at Angie K. So we've already started with the game. So Meredith in her head is going, you can leave. Angie K in a confessional goes, look, Meredith wants to be petty. I can be petty too. It was either make this t-shirt or call a hit out on her family. I decided to go out with the t-shirt. I'm sorry. What? What did you like? Let's rewind that back. I can be petty too. It was either make this t-shirt or call a hit out on her family. What? <laughs> it was either make this t-shirt or just end everything that you hold dear in life. <laughs> I was on the phone with a hitman, And then it turns out the manager had a pink Sharpie. So I was like, you know what? I'll go with the shirt. Angie, what the fuck are you talking about? Or call a hit out on our family. Seth's like, what are you talking about? You're, they'll never find me in Canton, Ohio. Get a bro. Angie, are you kidding me? They'll never catch me in Brooks. Yeah, yeah, it may be easy to find Brooks because he's wearing that one sweater he designed that said Brooks Marks. But me, I'm smarter than that, Angie. You'll never catch me. The ladies now head to the Sprinter van. Of course, they 
are smelling the overpowering odor of puke and Heather Gay urine. Uh, I'm joking. Lisa goes, do we have umbrellas? And Monica goes, wait, we're in this Sprinter van. Did you, did you throw up in here, Heather? And Heather goes, I, I threw up there. Uh, the vomit splashed up on Whitney's leg. And Lisa goes, but it wasn't this van. And Heather's like, I think we got a new one because of the trauma. I'm pretty sure they've burned that van, by the way. Because I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if they have that van at BravoCon? Like, come smell Heather Gay's urine for five bucks. But I think they burned it. That poor lady's already moved out of Palm Springs the next day. She's in the witness protection program. Uh, so they, uh, the ladies pull into this parking lot and Angie goes, it looks like there's an obstacle course. Oh, really, Angie? Maybe that's where your assassins that you're hiring should like study. When he goes, all right, let's go. And Mary goes, Meredith, I have to sit out this one. I can't be standing in the park in the rain because I'm no longer a soccer mom. Was Mary Cosby ever a soccer mom? Mary Cosby, the world's most intense soccer mom. And then Mary goes, I'm a hard no. I know exactly who to trust. And I know exactly who not to trust out of this entire group. So Mary is basically saying, I don't need any kind of trust exercises because I've already done that work up in my melon and I'm good. <laughs> Just Mary Cosby at a soccer game. <laughs> so good. So Mary in a confessional, she goes, I don't need somebody to tell me how to build a stronger bond with people. I already have my relationship built with the one with my higher help. Not these women. No. So Mary's talking about Jesus and God right there. The higher help. Do you think like, so God exists, Jesus, you know, if all of these people exist and, you know, shout out to my mom, I hope you're up there listening to me talk, about, talk about God and Jesus right now. And Mary Cosby, do you think God's like, oh man, Mary Cosby, it was fun to create her. I had, I had fun with that one. Do you think, do you think God gets a kick out of Mary Cosby? Like she says some batshit stuff, but oh, it's funny. She's very mean to people. I, I really enjoy her. Mary goes, I'm not ready to take that step with this group. And Meredith goes, okay, okay, of course. Meredith is so damn understand. Everybody has Mary Cosby kid gloves on, but but Meredith especially. Meredith thinks Mary Cosby is some sort of genius, and I'm so confused. Like, are you confused like me? Because Mary Cosby will literally be like, I think Whitney's like a demon devil, and I've seen her like kill people with her bare hands. And Meredith goes, "Oh, of course, Mary. Yeah, it's very crazy. I've, I, I do think she potentially is Beelzebub. Yes, of course. It's just wild. Like nobody takes Mary seriously except for Meredith. And Meredith's always that's a very good point, Mary. It's very good. I very, uh, it's very interesting. Yeah. So the ladies go out in the field, and Cliff, poor Cliff, comes out to get them started on their activities. Hey, ladies, how you doing? I'm Cliff. Uh, how are you? I'm Meredith. Pleasure to meet you in person. Well, it's good to see you. All right. We set up an activity. It's pretty much a good foundational trust activity to get going. We've had some struggles as a group, I hear. Uh, and so I have a little prop right here. This is kind of like a traffic signal, right? It's, you know, you have red, yellow, green. Uh, Lisa, maybe give us some things as a group we want to stop and do differently. I'm already checked out on this. I can't imagine these ladies having to play. He pulls out a prop, a red, green, yellow. No, are you kidding me? Lisa goes, okay. You know, Lisa's like, I'm glad I got called first. I think things as a group we need to stop doing are talking about people's personal business. We get a flashback to Meredith saying, you need to go with husband? You need to go with husband? Then Cliff goes, Heather, for you. <laughs> Heather, I heard you had a tough night in the Sprinter van. <laughs> Anyways, you want to give us what we want to be cautious about? I think as a group, we should try to be more receptive and less like competitive in a conversation. 
Sorry, that was Heather. So Cliff goes, you know, what, what should we be cautious about? And Heather's like, well, I think as a group, we should be trying to be more receptive and less competitive in conversation. We get a flashback to the night before when Heather and Angie Kay were fighting over who was the better friend. And Cliff goes, and then Meredith, why don't you bring us home with green? Like, what are the things we want to go for? What are we headed towards? And Meredith's like, treating each other with kindness and respect. And to help, oh, sorry get a flashback to Meredith and Angie fighting the night before. So each of these flashbacks are the, you know, troll flashbacks. Monica goes, well, we might have to take that home with us, that little prop that you have. And Cliff's like, no. Uh, So we set up a good foundational trust, ladies, uh, trust activity to get going. We call this a minefield. And if you think of mines, it's sort of like things in our relationship, things in life that we don't want to step on. (laughs) A landmine, right? Things that blow up. So you'll be blindfolded to one partner, and the objective is to talk them through and move through without touching anything. And Monica goes, is there a prize for the best team? <laughs> yeah, Monica, we're buying you a $5,000 Louis Vuitton purse. <laughs> no, just it's pride, Monica. It's taking pride in a job well done. Heather goes, well, yeah, who wins? How do we know who won? And Cliff goes, the prize is the rust. The, the prize is the trust that you're building. That's not a fucking prize. Like, and Monica's like, everyone gets a hug. So Heather in a confessional is like, well, I'm not sure Cliff knows exactly what he's dealing with. This isn't your normal corporate slights and offenses that, you know, at the printer that you're going to have to overcome. We have destroyed marriages, careers. We have sent our friends to prison. We're going to have to overcome quite a lot to have to trust to be the ultimate reward in this activity. Heather, you had me until you said we have sent one of our friends to prison. Girl, are you daft? You did not, this is the kind of like Jen Shaw sees this. Heather, I knew it was your fault. You admitted on camera to sending me to prison. I know. No, Jen Shaw's dumb old ass herself sent herself to prison. Oh, get the, ah. Cliff goes, okay, let's all start. One, two, three. We get a flashback over to Mary just chilling in the van. And a producer's like, hey, if we could just get Mary a hot oat milk latte. And Mary goes, with a double shot. I have to have it with a double shot. So Mary now is just, ordering nice Starbucks beverages from the producer and they have to do it. Like, I love this. And by the way, like, so some people might say, well, this is a failure. I can't believe Mary doesn't have to participate. Yeah. Yeah. Life is tough. It sucks. But I do love these little like aside to Mary's. Yes. I don't take her as serious as the other women. Yes. Great. But it does give me a laugh. Doesn't it give you guys a laugh? Somebody commented on a post the other day of like, I don't like Mary. I can't believe you like her or something to that nature. And I'm like, it's not about liking her. It's not, I, I don't want to marry any of these women. I don't trust any of these women, but I can enjoy watching them. And I think Mary serves a purpose. I truly do. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, Mary goes, that's strange. That sign says humps, usually says bumps. Why would they put humps? Mary's just doing a scene by herself. The ladies begin the activity. The teams are Heather and Angie Kay, Meredith and Whitney, and Monica and Lisa. And Monica in a confessional says, this is not going to fix anything between me and Lisa and the way we communicate. Nothing, not a damn thing. So Monica is really, she's really upset about Lisa Barlow. Keep complaining about a $60,000 ring. Like, I don't, this is where Monica, this episode started to lose me. She had such a great first three episodes, but Monica went a little too hard on Lisa Barlow in a sense where it just made Lisa Barlow look good because Lisa Barlow is unapologetically herself. I've talked about that idea. I think we like to watch people that are sometimes ridiculous, but they don't apologize for who they are. And Lisa Barlow above any of these women are like, I'm amazing. I won the real prize. I get to be me. And I think she truly believes that. And that's fascinating to watch because I don't feel that way about myself. Most people don't. So it's really interesting to see somebody that does. So Heather uh, in a confessional goes, I always thought these guys were hoaxes, these faux life coaches. But I mean, Angie and I have been at odds and not even getting along, but I'm actually having a great time with her in this game. So thank you, Cliff. Way to go, Cliff. We're back to Mary in the van. And Mary's like, why did Meredith take us to the park for this? Why couldn't she take us somewhere more luxurious? Yeah, like, why didn't you rent out the Rose Bowl for this or something? Why are we at the park? Could you imagine you're a Salt Lake City fan and you have a child and you like took your child to the park that day and all of a sudden, you know, your first hint something's odd as you see like an oat milk latte being passed to Mary Cosby in a Sprinter van. And you're like, holy shit, is that Mary Cosby? Holy shit, is Mary Cosby back on the show? And then you look over and these women are doing like trust falls in a park. I, I would truly be like, oh my God, I'm on acid. Um, the ladies finish the activity and Cliff's like, it's human nature, right? When we put people in pairs to get to competition. What came up for you as you were engaging this? And Angie Kay is like, I'm going to kill everybody here. Now she's like, I actually felt, will I be able to have fun with Heather again? Because we had some negative exchanges and I had a lot of fun with you today, Heather. Meredith in a confessional was like, of course, the crasher is the one that gets the most out of this exercise. I'm glad she's got her money's worth out of our free trip. Meredith, no caviar for you, Angie K. And Cliff's like, ladies, good job. Good luck out there. And Heather's like, what do you think? Is there hope for us as friends? And Cliff's like, you smell like urine. No, she goes, he goes, there's always hope. Commercial break. We come back. The ladies head back to the van to reunite with a 
oat milk caffeinated Mary Cosby. And Mary's like, was it good? And Lisa goes, with all the bitching I did, you would have loved it. And Angie K goes, did you have fun? Was it relaxing in here, Mary? And Mary goes, I did. Well, hey, she said she likes her little alone time. So all these breaks are probably good. Right, Mary? Mary's like, yeah. Mary's about to, I, you know, Mary was like in her head, like, should I say, yeah, or should I say, don't talk to me? I don't want you to talk to me. We get a flashback to Angie K inviting Mary to sit with them last episode and Mary going, no, don't talk to me. Meredith goes, I wish you just had participated, Mary, because today was about building trust and saying, um, being there for each other. And I just think it would have been a really positive moment, you know? And Mary goes, but did I not stop you before you left and explain to you why I was not going? And Lisa's like, yeah, but that was one thing. And Mary goes, don't interrupt. Don't interrupt, Lisa. This is not between you and me. It's between me and Meredith. Don't do that. <laughs> did I hurt you? And then Mary, Mary goes, did I hurt you all? And Lisa's like, no, no. And Mary goes, I'm not talking to you. Like, do you have a mute button? And Lisa's like, no, I don't. Well, you need to get one. And then Lisa pauses and she goes, I'm on play all the time. And she like looks at the room. She's like, I just had a funny. I'm on, I'm on play all the time. Tin roof, rusted. Love shack, baby. Love shack. But this is great. This is what you need Mary for. Is that they're trying to count out to Mary. And Mary's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Meredith. Anyways, Mary goes, I'd like to choose activities that I'm ready to grow with the group. Like, that was too soon for me. So Mary is slowly, like an inchworm, just inching her way back into trying to trust these women. Whitney in a confessional goes, why even go on the sprinter event if you don't want to participate? You don't like us. You don't want anything to do with us. And Lisa goes, so this isn't the group you are ready to do that with. Is that right, Mary? Not everyone. Not everyone. Okay. No. Well, who are we excluding? Lisa's like, who are we excluding? And Mary goes, Lisa, it's not about that. Okay. No, I'm just curious. And Mary goes, like, I'm not here to like do that. I still have no remorse. I didn't miss it. And when he goes, but the point is we wanted you there as our team. And Mary goes, okay, I get the point, Missy. I completely get the point, but it wasn't okay. Little girl, poor, you called me a pornography. Remember that? Last, that was last week's episode too. You called me a pornography. <laughs> What's a pornography? And Whitney goes, we missed you, Mary. I wasn't there. Let it go. Move on, little girl. Next. And Whitney goes, I got that she just told Mary that she didn't want to do it because of her hip. And then she told me she didn't want to do it because you didn't want to. Mary in a confessional imitating Whitney's baby voice goes, I know because you said that and you talked to I got to tell you, man. Meredith Marks did a really good Whitney impersonation on Watch What Happens Live. And now Mary hits it out of the park. This Mary, I mean, my God, move over that sound effects guy from those police academy movies. I want to see Mary do more imitations. Mary's like, I know because you think and you talk this. And I'm like, what? Mary Cosby. Mary goes, I don't know why you can't comprehend that. Why would you come on a girl's trip with people you don't want to be with? And Meredith goes, guys, we can continue this discussion later. We got to get moving because we have a special lunch set up. The ladies arrive back at the Trixie Motel to see the lunch set up. They fix their plates. They sit down. They start gorging. And Heather's like, okay, what's on the agenda? And Meredith's like, I don't know. 
isn't this Meredith's trip? I don't know. And Whitney goes, I'm going to take over. We're going to have some fun tonight. And Whitney goes, Chixie is, Chixie is actually coming back to hang out with all of us and has a special activity for us. Meredith in a confessional goes, Whitney and I just did a trust exercise that was all about communication. Seriously, Whitney? Maybe I had something else planned today. Like, it's not your trip. So Meredith is talking about this is the trip that she planned, even though we were just asking. Meredith said she didn't have anything planned. But now that Whitney has something planned, she's like, wait, wait a second. Uh, maybe we can go to some outlet stores or see a movie. Whitney goes, so what I need you all to do is go get all your makeup off. Get in your white robe. We are joining a commune. No, Lisa goes, wait a minute. What? We are doing drag-inspired makeup competition, and Trixie will be the judge of the best drag makeup. And Monica goes, oh, my gosh, yay. And she goes, Mary. And Mary's just like, I don't fucking want to do this. Whitney in a confessional goes, I'm taking over because I'm fucking bored. And I just honestly don't think Meredith even realizes like what we have at our fingertips right now. We have the opportunity to get in drag with Trixie. Like, are you kidding me? This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I do agree with that. If you ever have somebody of like, of, of, of the stature of a Trixie Mattel that wants to like, that really is a once in a lifetime thing. If like, I would make a horrible, horrible drag queen and, um, I, I just would, but I would, if it was Trixie Mattel, like I would like, hell yeah, I would want that experience. Are you like, it really is. That would be a cool opportunity, but you know, everybody is very particular in how they look and how they want to be perceived. So, you know, people are sensitive and Angie K is like, take our makeup off. Yeah. And when Lisa's like, no, yes, cancel your glam. You get 30 minutes to get ready. And Lisa's like, wait, but I flew glam in. And Heather's like, cancel your glam squads. Let's do it. Cancel your glam. Let's go. Lisa's literally sitting there looking stunned. Like you can tell all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, this actually means something. And Monica's like, Lisa's like, I don't want to do this. And Lisa goes, the one thing I have control over is the way I look. I mean- yeah, no. Lisa seems like she's in control of everything. Fudge college, mom. I mean, that. I mean, uh, Heather's like, we're fucking with you, LB. Can we just call Lisa Barlow LB? LB? Don't call me LB. I want control over what you call me. And Monica goes, Lisa's pissed. And Lisa goes, and I have none of that control. And Lisa walks out of the room. And Monica's like, oh my gosh. And Whitney goes, it's going to be fun. Lisa goes in her room and calls John. And John's like, oh, you know, can you imagine? And John seems like such an even keeled guy that doesn't have a BPM over 67 at any point. But when he sees Lisa calling, you can just figure he's like, his heart just like, and Lisa goes, hey, oh my God, I'm like a little annoyed. Whitney just made an announcement and she's like, in the next 30 minutes, come with a clean face and cancel your glam. And I'm like, what? I flew Morgan here and you know how I hate like theme stuff, like hate it. You're in the housewives, baby. It's all themes, man. Think of those poor kids over at Summer House. Thank God you're not on that cast, Lisa. They have to dress up in like Amazon outfits every weekend. John's like, well, it's 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 one more night. Yeah, just one more night. <laughs> I like that. I mean, listen, I I did actually come around to Lisa Barlow's way of thinking a little bit, but it is one of those things of like this really, I, done it, I don't want to say humorous, but there was something like, 
that she really feels deeply about this. Like you're like, and you know, those things that we have, those little peccadillos in our lives that like, I, you know, like I take it really seriously, but you're like, it's not a problem for you. That's it's wild. Like I wouldn't have had a problem with this, but she has a deep problem. Lisa in a confessional goes, did Whitney not get the memo? I'm never dressing up again. This is fucking torture. I spend on average 60,000 a year on glam. I get my makeup done daily. My makeup artist is on retainer and it's just not when I'm on girls trip and it's not when I'm hanging out. It's for me to go to the grocery grocery store. So she's saying she gets glam even to go to the grocery store. Also, how many things in Lisa's life have the $60,000 figure on it? She just lost a $60,000 ring. In fact, if anything, I would like kick this mail. Like, Hey, we don't need you tonight. Get the fuck out of here. Like I'm not paying for the rest of this weekend. Get out. I lost the ring. Like 60,000. Like, so this trip's cost you $120,000 already. This can't be true. It can't be true. But also these housewives, it has gotten built up and built up where, you know, at BravoCon, just the competing glam squads you just saw walking around the 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 Gansvort was wild. Do you remember Jen? It wasn't Jen Shaw trying to get in on like who paid for the glam and they said Jen Shaw was trying to get the free glam. Jen Shaw, what a what a shyster, what a grifter. Anywho. Uh, so Lisa's like, I paid $60,000, but also what grocery store? I mean, it must be the really nice whole foods that she's doing glam to be at, but you know, that's her money. Lisa's like, okay, John, I'll call you in a little bit. Love you. Bye. And then Will, a producer walks in Lisa's room and Will's like, Hey, and Lisa goes, Hey, Will, I'm so over this. Like I'm a good sport for the most part, but I am like, so over this. And Will into his walkie talkies like, mur, 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 Lori, can we have you Lisa? Like, we're going to need you right now. Lori, we got a 911. We got a Lisa Barlow emergency. We see Lisa text Meredith. Hey, Meredith, can you come to my room? I'm freaking out. We flash over the hotel lobby bar and Trixie Mattel is in all the Trixie regalia. And Trixie's like, let's get some drinks going for the ladies. And David, the manager's like the usual. And Trixie's like, yeah, I don't think these ladies are used to doing their own glam. So I think a little liquid courage perhaps. So he's like ready, you know, Trixie's ready for a good old time. Like it's supposed to be fun. We're now back in Lisa's room. Lori, Will, and Meredith are all in there with her, like talking her down. And Lisa's like, I think Trixie's amazing. Like it has nothing to do with Trixie. I like literally went out in public in a bathing suit with a sarong, that ching, ching, ching. Cause remember they picked each other's outfits out last week. And Meredith, picked out like a slutty gypsy outfit, like a, like a, it was like a slutty. It was like half the size of anything, even fucking a Stevie Nicks would wear. Lisa goes, I wore, I wore a bathing suit with a sarong. And she goes, that ching ching, like the ching ching from the mouth. <laughs> I wore jink jink. <laughs> so stupid. I'm a good sp- <laughs> I'm a good sport. I wore jink jink. <laughs> Meredith, Meredith, Meredith goes, she wears me to go. <laughs> she, she wears me to go. <laughs> She's telling the producers. It's like they could see they watched the footage. They were there. 
Meredith's like, I did dress her like a hooker. Yeah, <laughs> she did wear the ching ching. That's right. She did. She was a good sport. And Lisa goes, yeah, I'm not spending tonight with shitty fucking clown when I paid Morgan 2500 to be here, plus her flights. Morgan also paid for Wi-Fi on Southwest. That's an extra. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not. It's a not about looking ugly. I don't give a shit about that. It's about, it's my face. Like, I don't want anyone else doing it. I love that. I don't give a shit. It's, it's about, it's my face. I love, it's like, it's, it's the crucible. Like, was John Proctor like, it's my name. Oh my God. Meredith Marks would be a good John Proctor from the crucible. You can leave. So Monica in a confessional goes, I can literally hear Lisa losing her shit in her room. There is just a big part of me that has just looked at Lisa as like Veruca Salt from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Who's like, I want the world, daddy. I want it now. I want it all. And it's just exhausting. It's privileged AF, Monica says. Back to Lisa. I'm a grown up. I'm a grown up, daddy. And Lori goes, don't get upset. We're going to figure it out. Don't get upset. Lisa starts to cry. I'm crying. And Mary's like, Lisa. And Lisa's like, no, it's bothering me. I don't like this shit. I will pit up with like everything. But this is like, it's my fucking face. We go back to the hotel lobby and Whitney walks in to greet Trixie. And, you know, when he's like, you look at you, beauty queen. And Trixie's like, look at us. We both have no makeup on. <laughs> this is going to be a fun activity. Uh, and when he's like, yeah, well, Lisa threw a conniption fit because she had to cancel her glam. Like she started crying. And Trixie's like, she started crying? Yeah, she was upset. Well, has she seen me without makeup, Trixie says? So Trixie, you know, really a good sport about this whole thing. We're back in Lisa's room. I have glam in Monaco. I have glam in Sandro Pay. I have glam everywhere I go. I like to look a certain way when I'm out in public. It's my fucking face. Also, that I that that's a song. I have glam in Monaco. I have glam in Saint Tropez. I got glam in Bakersfield. I got glam in Chuck E. Cheese. I get the glam everywhere I go. Uh, glam in Bravo Con in a Vegas strip mall. I'm gonna glam Monaco and Saint Tropez, but I'm gonna glam if I'm in the USA. I'm Lisa Barlow. Commercial break. We're back, and Lisa's like, "I'm asking you to relate with me for a minute." She's talking to the producers this way, like, come live in my shoes for once. And Lori's like, I relate. <laughs> Lori goes, I relate to you guys all the time. <laughs> I related to Heather when she pissed and puked herself last night. She goes, I'm asking you, Lisa, just to put it in perspective. Whitney thinks this will be a fun activity. What would make you feel good tonight? Lori, it's just, I want Morgan. I just want my glam people. So Lisa in a confessional goes, I'm a team player. I'm the, I'm the best team player. So of course, I'm going to participate in this activity. But it doesn't mean my glam is going to be on standby. But there's a new rule for this game. We're going to do it my way. The Lisa Barlow way. And Trixie, back to her, Trixie's like, makeup's supposed to be fun. There's no crying in makeup. The ladies start doing their glam with Trixie. Angie Kay and Whitney are doing theirs together. Mary and Meredith are paired up. And Heather and Monica. And it's like a montage, you know. But I'm already thinking, like, there's no way Mary is going to do, like, a bunch of a big old glam session, a drag queen glam session. 
Sorry for snipping into the microphone, you guys. The ladies come out and do a runway show for Trixie. Their drag names are Whitney's is Little Girl. Monica's is Jersey Mariah. Angie K's is Anita Invite. Like Anita Baker. Anita Invite because she wasn't invited on this trip. And Heather's was Dolly's Pride because Heather has a big old big old wig on and Mary Lisa and Meredith all come out basically dressed as themselves. So Mary Lisa and Meredith didn't really participate in the drag portion of this in any kind of real way, but I, you know, it's fine. And also I like the divide. Of course, Angie K is going to do anything to try to like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Include me. Yeah. I want to do this. You know, <laughs> she just wants to be in this. So I'll do whatever. Do you want me to eat poop? Let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. So Trixie crowns Monica. By the way, there was this one scene that Meredith was asking how heavy the wigs are. And Trixie was like, 45 pounds. And Meredith was like, well, I'm not going to be wearing one of those, though. And my real question was like, that was a joke, right? Like, the drag queen wigs don't wear 45 pounds. Like, like is that how I'm going to break my neck one day? Is putting a drag queen wig on? There's no way, right? That was a joke. But I just kept there thinking like, could I, could my head lift 45 pounds? How do we even... How do we even find out? Trixie crowns Monica the winner. Monica, by the way, she looks she looks like she's just lived in a dumpster. Her makeup's all smeary, but she's playing along. I liked it. And Heather goes, "Oh, the food looks so good. The food's laid out. The ladies all sit down. It's the four ladies in drag on one couch, and the other three sitting across the room. And Monica's like, "You ladies don't want to sit over here with us with the French poodles. You want to be a bunch of wet noodles? Come over here." And there's an awkward silence because there's lingering tension between the ladies. And Lisa's like, "Everyone's so quiet all of a sudden." And by the way, if we did use Morgan. For Lisa's glam, why can't we have Morgan as part of the cast? Wouldn't you love to hear Lisa talk to Morgan of like, they wanted me to let you go. They didn't want you. They wanted me to dress like a drag queen, Morgan. What do you think of that? Like, I want to talk to Morgan now. Does anybody know Morgan out there? Can you guys put me in touch with Morgan? Anybody, please? My number is 310-92. Anyways, Lisa says that and Mary goes, Everyone's been quiet to me all night. So Mary now says everyone's been, everyone has some Mary in her head says everyone has a bone to pick with Mary right now. And Lisa's like, come hang out, Mary. And Mary goes, no, <laughs> Lisa goes, no. And Mary's like, yeah. And Lisa's like, okay, you're good. Yeah. Like don't change it to make it fake now. <laughs> She's like, nobody wants to talk to me. And then Lisa talks to her and like, don't do it now. It's fake. Lisa in a confessional is like, Mary has an issue with everything from the food to the way we talk to the activities we're doing. I mean, Mary's never going to get the participation trophy. Like, never. <laughs> and when he's like, listen up, you fabulous hot ladies. Go grab whatever you need and we'll leave in 10 minutos. And Lisa's like, okay, I'm going to go freshen up. And Mary's like, I think I'm going to change as well. And Mary's like, good. I want to change out of these scary shoes. Mary, just Mary put on like a little bit of a pointier shoe. She's like, I'm in drag right now. It's horrible. Heather, Lisa, Meredith, Mary all leave. And when he's like, why is everyone so grumpy? I feel like it was all fun when we were out there. And then we got in here and it was so weird. And Monica's like, what are you talking about? It was weird out there. And they came out dressed in normal clothes. And when he's like, I was expecting like big energy from everyone. I know, like, I'm proud of you two and Heather for doing it. And Angie goes, Angie K's like, no, I'm sorry. Monica goes, I feel like we all know Lisa would have never done that. 
And Angie K goes, she likes her look. She has her signature look. She doesn't get out of her comfort zone. And when he's like, I thought Meredith would participate too. I mean, she did invite us here. And Monica goes, I actually think it makes Lisa look very insecure because she only feels comfortable in her look. I think she's like, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to look like that. No, I'm going to call John. And I think it's insecurity. And Angie K goes, but I know Lisa and it's all themes. It's not just this theme. And Lisa walks back in. Lisa's like, hey. And Angie K is like, hi. And when he goes, I just feel like this theme was a little more than the rest. What are you guys talking about? And Monica goes, I well, I was talking about the sour pusses, the wet noodles of the group. Who's a wet noodle? Lisa in a confessional goes, if wet noodles looks like pretty girl and head to toe Isabel Marant with good makeup, then yeah, I'm a wet noodle. <laughs> I love, God, I love Lisa. I do. When he's like, let's get on the bus. We have a fun night plan. I need to borrow some bobby pins. We're hoping to make Heather shit herself tonight. And Angie K goes, yeah, let's go. I'm from Greece. Lisa gets up and storms off. And Angie K's like, Lisa, the ladies get back on the bus and they're laughing about their costume. And Lisa's like, what are you guys talking about? The wet noodles again? What was the wet noodle conversation I walked into? Lisa's like, John, what are wet noodles? Tell me now. And Monica goes, I'm just shocked, Lisa. You didn't dress up. I am dressed up. I'm head to toe couture. I got Valentino shoes, a Fendi bag. And beautiful eyeshadow. And Monica's like, you're right. But it was to dress up in drag. This is drag for me. <laughs> drag is anything we want it to be now. Drag is magical that way. Meredith goes, everyone's entitled to their interpretation that works for them. For me, drag is a beautiful day with my family. <laughs> drag, drag is a beautiful day with my family where I'm eating spoonfuls of caviar and helping Brooks design a ripperway sweatpants collection. Mary goes, yeah, they can wear whatever they want. Who cares? And Lisa goes, I've just up on every girl's trip we've been on. I was in literally Juarez wrong with a bikini to a five-star restaurant. I am a team player. Also, that Cary Grant restaurant they went to last week, my friend Kate said she went there and it's not a five-star restaurant. So like Lisa, whoever's feeding Lisa information, consult Yelp. Like it looked like a nice place, but not a five-star restaurant. They wouldn't let you in in those ching-ching things. You know what I'm saying? Lisa, I love you. Oh, see, Lisa is a perfect housewife in the sense that she's unapologetic about herself. She has these quirks, but she keeps going on. She feels things deeply. I truly I applaud her. Monica goes, okay, Lisa, I'm just going to be honest with you. And she starts crying. I'm like, wait, what? In all honesty, the ring thing is still hard for me because I'm going through my own shit. And I kept trying to tell your boys are all healthy. Your husband's here. You have so much to be thankful for, Lisa. But it was still like, oh my God, my $60,000 ring, my $60,000 ring. Like, it's just so tone deaf to hear you talk about money and your successes and the things that you have and the G-Wagon and the Porsche and maybe because you've lived this lifestyle for so long and you're outside or removed from most of America. Like 1% of people in the world are like you. And Lisa's like, oh my God. Gosh, I don't think I'm perfect. My life isn't fucking perfect. I work my ass off and I'm not going to apologize for one bit of me. I'm done doing that. And Monica goes, okay, and that's fucking rude. I like myself. Well, that is very rude, Lisa. I'm a good person. I'm thoughtful. I'm considerate. I think of others nonstop. You don't fucking know me, so don't fucking judge me. I'm not going to listen anymore. I am sorry for what you've gone through. Divorce is hard. 
You don't give a fuck, Lisa. Look at how you're acting right now with your insensitive self. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. And Monica's like, no, you genuinely don't give a fuck. And Lisa's like, this is extraneous. No, Lisa, you don't give a fuck. Your attitude is so rude. You really are shallow. And you said you didn't, you don't care. You're so theatrical. Bring it down a little bit. Oh, Broadway. I am not theatrical, Lisa. Take the wig off and be Monica for a minute. You know how rude that is, Lisa? You're rude as fuck. Don't freaking say I'm fake because I'm in a wig. Monica, 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 no. You're fake because you're, who are you right now? And Monica speaks Portuguese. I don't speak Portuguese, but she's speaking Portuguese. And she's like, that means you're a piece of shit, just so you know. So that's fun. We like learning a little bit of Portuguese. So don't say these shows don't teach you anything. Also, this is just a fantastic exchange because- Monica's just in the wrong here. Like the 60,000, like guys, you, uh, Monica, you've said it many times now. We get it. The $60,000 thing made you uncomfortable. You said it last episode. You don't need to keep being, you don't need to keep bringing it up. This is Angie K behavior. Girl, you're doing a great job. You don't need to bring this fight up. Lisa's not taking the bait. And also it's, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But Lisa's saying, like, I work my ass off. Don't judge me. I'm not. And I love, she's like, I'm not going to listen anymore. Like, I think Lisa does have the power. She probably just does have the power to shut it off in her head and, like, think happy thoughts. Like, I'm perfect. I'm great. I'm Lisa Barlow. Um, But I, I just think Monica's out of her depth here. Out of her depth and just wrong place, wrong time. It's a weird scene. It's entertaining, but it's just the scene was extraneous. And Monica was just trying to pull something that wasn't there anymore, in my opinion. And also, yeah, that's Lisa Barlow. Let Lisa Barlow be who she is. Anyways, Angie Kay's like, Monica. And Lisa's like, Monica, listen. And Monica's like, no, for real, asshole. And Lisa's like, last night when you got upset, isn't this such hypocritical behavior? And Angie K goes, it is, Lisa. And Monica's like, get over it. Angie K goes, you weren't okay with me last night. And Monica goes, Angie, you live up Lisa Barlow's ass, so stay there. And Angie K's like, you're living up everybody's ass, Monica. And Monica's like, who? Whose ass? I love the concept of living in somebody's ass. It makes me, just the thought of, you know, a person taking shack up an ass and putting couches and a throw rug, just really, truly living in a, and it's hard in New York. There's not a lot of ass space here. And it just, it's so expensive in New York, especially. <laughs> so I just love people talking about living, really living in somebody's ass. And Lisa's like, who are you going to move on to next, Monica? And Angie goes, everybody, anyone. And Monica is like, actually, no one can hear you. No one can hear you because your dog, and she points at Angie K, is barking for you. So no one can hear you right now, Lisa. And Angie K goes, so I was a bitch last night? And Monica goes, you're a little chihuahua. Those chihuahua come, they really, those chihuahua, when you call somebody a chihuahua, it's not, a, it's not good. And Lisa goes, you're the biggest bitch in this van. And Angie goes, you are Monica. And Monica is like, okay, thank you. So now we're having a bitch. We're having a fight off. We're having a bitch. Chihuahua. All these things are getting thrown around. Who's living up whose ass. And Whitney in a confessional goes, I mean, I'm just getting to know Monica. I haven't seen this side of her. I think it's nasty and I'm stunned. Is this how you treat all your friends? And Monica goes, you're so defensive. And Lisa's like, I'm not defensive. I'm bored. And that's true, man. When you come for a queen, you better not miss. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is a delicious scene. 
Lisa goes, I'm not defensive. I'm bored. Because I got to feel like if you are a popular housewife, some of these newer ladies, when they come in, they do try to take you down. They're trying to make a name for themselves. Either they kiss your ass like Angie Kay or Monica is like trying to like really start something with an OG of Salt Lake. And Lisa's like, I'm not going to buy. I'm not falling into this. So the ladies arrive at this gay bar. And Mary's like, we're here. And Heather goes, hallelujah. Can we stop doing Hallelujah and Delulu? I, I've noticed Delulu is really big and I just can't bring myself to use it on a post yet because I'm an older man and it, you know, there's, there's a, there's a certain, there's a certain line I won't cross. <laughs> Delulu. Mary goes, Meredith, signal back to me if you think I should come in. Otherwise I'm good. So Meredith's saying, I want to stay in the Sprinter van. And Meredith goes, I think you should just come in, you know? And if you just don't like it, you leave, you know, let's go. Come on. I like Meredith, let's have fun. Let's have fun, Mary, that you are, you know? And Mary goes, no, I don't feel like it. Just tell me if I, you know, just tell me later if I come in. So Meredith's already, you know, Mary's already setting up camp in the Sprinter van again. So the ladies all get out of the car and Mary leans up to the driver and says, Mary goes, can you please take me to McDonald's? Take me to Mickey D's. <laughs> Those golden arches. Take me there. The ladies head into the bar and order drinks, but Lisa walks up to Monica to continue their conversation. And Lisa's like, instead of addressing my feelings are hurt because, and Monica goes, I'm scared to express them to you because I feel like, why? But you did express them. That was weird. And when he's like, what would you two like to drink? And Lisa's like, Diet Coke. And Monica's like, Dr. Pepper. Monica goes, Dr. Pepper. What are you, we're at a bar. Also, how amazing is it that they're at a gay bar? And I think it was Gibson who said, I think it was Gibson that said, how amazing is it? They're all in like various straits, uh, like various states of drag. And then they're at a gay bar. Like those patrons must have just thought like, holy shit, I've died and gone to heaven. Like what a night to be at that bar. You see half of that. You see, then you just see Mary peeling off to go to McDonald's. Like that's truly iconic. Lisa's like, but Monica, you did. This is where you're triggering me. You're conflating the fact that I didn't dress up the way you guys did. And Monica's like, yeah, because you're back to the whole materialistic, I have to look good all the time thing. That's all I'm saying. That's how it looked. We see Whitney, Meredith, Heather, and Angie Kay standing at the table. And Heather tells Angie to drink her shot quickly so she doesn't have to smell it because heather you know that thing when you, you're hung over from peeing and puking in a sprinter van like when you smell that thing that you're like oh god do it i'm gonna it's it's it, uh uh residual feelings lisa's like you think i can't relate to middle america she goes you think i can't relate to middle class america i do a hundred percent and monica's like middle class people don't have sixty thousand dollar rings either and lisa goes yeah they do and monica's like no they do, Monica. You like nice things. You had a Louis Vuitton bag that's 5000 You like nice things. And Monica's like, but if you were like, you're materialistic, I'd be like, okay. And Lisa goes, yeah, you're twisting it from it's not a big deal to I don't relate to middle America. Now, listen, Monica, I've had it. Lisa Barlow is middle America. Lisa Barlow is homegrown values. She is the heart and soul of this God bless us USA. I'm, I'm Lisa Barlow. I'm middle America. I love that Lisa Barlow says she is, she relates to middle-class people. Most middle-class people do have $60,000. <laughs> the only person Lisa really relates to is Mr. T. I pitted the fool that wanted me to wear this much jewelry. It's me and Lisa Barlow, $60,000 rings. Monica goes, I'm not twisting it. And she's like, yeah, you're twisting it. I saying I don't relate to middle America. It's like turned into eight different things. And Monica said, I said, you're materialistic. You said you were materialistic. 
Now I'm getting confused. Now we're back to the other ladies. And Whitney's like, when we were talking in the motel, we were all so excited to be in drag. And Monica was like, it appears that Lisa cares more about image than participation. And Meredith goes, you know, I think everyone has their own thing. Meredith, Miss Middle of the Road. When he's like, and we know Lisa doesn't like costumes. And Meredith goes, and for me, I did the best I could on my makeup. And when he goes, well, the truth is we were all so excited to be in drag. And like, we all came out in a persona. I honestly was hopeful that you would get into drag with us tonight. And Meredith goes, we're two different people, Whitney. I don't have to mimic you. If I were to plan this trip, um, I, 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 if I were to plan this trip, we would really lean into like the drag and all of that. And Meredith goes, well, you didn't plan this trip, Whitney. And the reality of the matter is I did the best I can within my ability on makeup. I've had a shooting headache for two days where I thought I've had like a nerve thing going on. I, I don't know what it is. It was not about to be putting a 30 pound wig on my head. I will say to Whitney's point, you may not like how the message is delivered, but she made the point of Meredith throwing other obstacles to make excuses instead of like actually being in the scene. So once again, Meredith is saying like, well, I also had a nerve thing. I had a shooting nerve pain. I couldn't put on this 80 pound wig and I'm basically dying. And when he goes, I decided to do it for my friend and for the group, for Trixie. And Meredith's like, I don't think it's selfish to decide that I'm not putting a wig on. I went in the makeup, I put on the sparkly dress, and I did what I felt was good. And so now Meredith, as she's getting worked up, more accents are And I did what I felt was good with me. So like Whitney, you know, Meredith is turning in to, you know, the, the dialect Hulk. She's like, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Whitney's like, but it wasn't me that asked. It was Trixie. Trixie Mato, my friend Trixie. Mary's like, Trixie did not say you had to wear a wig and you had to do this or that. We were giving makeup and told. And Meredith's trying to keep the dialect Hulk in and told to do our best that we could. And that's what I did. So it's someone's um sister-in-law's grandson's three three years old, and it's a headache and this and that. Like, what is when? What is this really about? So Whitney now is bringing up the potential three-year-old disabled kid, the friend, which is like Whitney. Damn, damn! And Meredith, Meredith goes, "Don't you go there! Don't you fucking go there!" Well, Mary, you've done it now. You've released Big Mare. I'm big. Don't you go there, little girl. Don't you fucking go there. And when he goes, I'm going there. You're a monster. I am not a monster. Get out of my face. You're disgusting. <sighs> big Mare. And Angie K goes, let's not go there tonight. But Meredith, you can't do that. You are disgusting. Disgusting! You can't hold me emotionally hostage. You take a sick child who will suffer for the rest of his life to weaponize against me. And when he goes, we have six children. Don't you dare! Like really, like she's like, and the looks like, don't you dare! Whoa. So we come back from commercial break. Very intense. Meredith walks away from Whitney and then we flash over to the Sprinter van. And Mary's like, I want a fish sandwich. I want a six piece. <laughs> so 
Cinnamon McDonald's. <laughs> I want a fish sandwich. I want a six piece. I want a six piece nugget. Large fries. Thank you, Clark. I'm starving. So now Mary's scene is with this McDonald's food and Clark, the driver, who we never see. But this Clark, truly amazing. I would have loved to have gotten the cashier at McDonald's of just like, is that Mary Cosby in the back? <laughs> like just. <laughs> and also, what an order. A fit. The fish fillet sandwich at McDonald's, like the fish fillet. I remember my mom used to make us eat the fish fillet sandwich at McDonald's when I was a little kid. When it would be like um, a religious holiday, like the Friday, what the the Friday where you can't eat the meat. You know, I'm blanking on this right now. Sorry, God. But that would be like I remember a couple of times having the fish fillet because it was like, oh, I, we'll go to McDonald's because we can't eat meat. You know, what a funny religion rules are funny sometimes. Thank you, Clark. I'm starving. We're back inside the club. Heather walks over to Monica and Lisa and Heather's like, what's going on? And Lisa's like, I don't like when people tell me who I am. It bugs me. I don't do that to others. And I don't want someone doing that to me. And Monica goes, okay, let me just clear this up. Let me clear it up. And she points to Heather. You have started from the ground up too, without a hand. And Heather's like, yeah, honey. And Monica goes, so you know where I'm at right now. So she's talking about being in a tough financial situation. And Heather's like, yeah. Now we flash over to the bar where Meredith, big mayor, is sitting by herself, just fuming in three different accents. And Whitney sits down beside her and she's like, hi, it's me again. <laughs> Whitney, she's so persistent. And Meredith goes, I'm not really interested. And when he goes, well, you should be. <laughs> Merit's like, we had a very bad day yesterday, Whitney. Every time someone tries to work through something with you, you say, I can't deal with this right now because I'm going through something. But like, I don't do that, Whitney. But a little awareness. You did it last night. You did it today. Correct. Because I had an animal like a pit bull going after me after a long day. And I got a little upset. And when he goes, I just want you to know that's where our miss is. Kanji <laughs> K goes, did you just call me a pit bull, Meredith? And Meredith goes, I, I, don't, I don't know. And she turns to Monica. And Monica goes, it's been a rough night for Angie. Chihuahua, pit bull, bitch, you know. And Angie K goes, Meredith, why do you keep turning away? You know, I know you can hear me. And Meredith's like, this one's just incessant. I can't deal with it. So now Meredith already hates Angie K, doesn't like Whitney that much, and she's getting it from all sides. Whitney walks over to Heather and Lisa, and Heather's like, what's happening over there? And Whitney's like, oh, just bullshit. I'm going to go take a shot. I'll be back. Uh, toodles. We're back to Angie K talking to the back of Meredith's head, which is good. It's a good scene partner. And Angie K goes, you're inappropriate. I'm trying to get on this cast. Please do a scene with me. You're rude. You're classless and you're tacky. Meredith to Monica goes, she's so vile. She's disgusting. And Monica goes, oh my God. And Angie K goes, shut up, Monica. You said some pretty fucked up shit. You called Lisa a piece of shit. And Monica's like, in Portuguese, it's prettier in Portuguese. Cursing is so much better in different languages. Flash over to Mary in the van and she gets her McDonald's. You know, Mary having the night of her life right now. And she goes, why do you continue to talk shit to me like that? And Meredith just refused. Meredith's like, is, is the wind talking? I, I, just, I, I heard a little bit of wind. Is, did somebody pass wind? Did somebody fart? I hear a nice little juicy fart. Uh, but I definitely don't hear NGK. I definitely don't. Lisa goes, wait, what's happening here? And Angie K goes, she just called me a pit bull. Who did? Meredith, why? I don't know. And Monica's like, because of last night. And Angie K goes, you look like a trampoline with eyes. <laughs> Monica goes, oh my gosh. 
Angie K goes, you look like a trampoline with eyes because she's in that intense drag makeup. But what an interesting description. Like Angie K is just like, what's going to make me interest? Like what's, what, what's going to be good for the audience? Who's going to make memes about me? Please. Is the trampoline anything? Is it, is it testing well anywhere? And Lisa's like, oh my gosh, Ange. And Meredith starts laughing. Like, <laughs> what are you fish? Angie K goes, be quiet. I don't care. And Monica goes, be quiet, be quiet. And Angie K goes, she called me the name of a dog. And Monica goes, don't put your finger in my mouth. That's disgusting. Like they're just all grabbing and fingers everywhere. And Meredith's like, well, I don't think that's a thing that should be talking. Wow. And Lisa goes, wait, what happened? And Angie K goes, I'm just trying to talk to her. And she keeps turning her fucking back on me. And Meredith's like, oh, I only talk to full-time catch members. Uh, No, she goes, she's just a hideous human being. And I'm not talking about looks. So Mara's like, I'm talking about the inside. You got a gross inside. So Whitney walks back over and asks Monica to scoot over so she can talk to Meredith. And Whitney's like, hey, Meredith, it's me again. <laughs> hey, hey, it's me. And Whitney goes, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, Meredith goes, stop starting more drama, Whitney. Stop. I don't think you want to call a woman yet. I didn't call her a dog. I said she attacked me like an animal. I didn't use the word chihuahua ever. Until now. Well, I'm trying to help you all. But if you all want to be hoes and be mean, then you be mean girls. And I'm going to shit by the nice girls. And Heather goes, Mary's missing all this fun. We flash over to Mary just enjoying her Mickey D's. You know, I love Flayfish driving around Popham Springs. And Monica goes, can I ask you guys a question, though? On the bus, when I said she's like Lisa's little bitch, that was right, right? Like I was right about that. And Heather's like, yeah. And Monica's like, okay. <laughs> so, they, so they all like, yeah, Angie is living in Lisa Barlow's asshole. Angie K goes, hey, Monica, what are you saying? I can hear you talking about me. And she's like, oh my God, is there a chance to do a scene with somebody? Monica goes, I asked them if me saying that you were like Lisa's little bitch was wrong. Chihuahua. And Angie K goes, who do you think you are, Monica? Well, Angie, I think I'm just telling you how I feel. I asked them and they agreed. You were crazy last night. And Heather goes, Angie, no. And Angie K goes, you are saying you're my friend. And right in front of everyone, you call me a lapdog. You were not being my friend, Monica. And now I must hire an assassin for your entire family. And Monica goes, okay, do not put your hands near my face, in my face. Don't put your nasty nails in my face like Jen Shaw, please. Jen Shaw's name gets invoked. Every time Jen Shaw, you say, and every time you say Jen Shaw's name in a housewife scene, an angel loses their wings. Angel's like, oh, fuck. Angie K goes, don't talk about her, Monica. Don't talk about Jen Shaw. And Monica goes, don't put your claws in my face. You don't need to talk about Jen, Monica. You don't even know her. Remember? Lisa goes, you don't even know her. Remember? Monica to Angie K goes, you brought it up more than anything. And Angie K goes, you worked for her. You were her assistant. And Monica goes like, exactly, honey, you can't be someone's assistant when you don't pay them. Let's talk about people getting paid. So now we're getting into finance. I'm like, is Monica wearing a wire again? Like we're going to, let's talk some details. Angie K in a confessional goes, oh, bitch, I never got paid. I'm like, so you're telling me you left all your kids for free? I know she got paid. I think if Monica could erase that she worked for Jen, she would do that. She's trying to pretend there's no history with Jen. It feels shady. It feels fake. And it feels like Monica's trying to pretend that she's someone that she's not. But in a sense, Housewives is a lot of people pretending to be who they are 
that they're not until we kind of suss who they really are out. And some people start really truly living as themselves. But Angie K, it's hard because Angie K was somebody before she lived in Lisa Barlow's asshole. She lived in Jen Shaw's asshole. Remember, remember how hard Angie K kissed Jen Shaw's ass last season. And yeah, Jen Shaw probably did pay Monica under the table. Probably gave her some of that Meredith Marks jewelry for, you know, like here, here, I'm going to pay you in these earrings. Monica goes, and you flipped on her like a little bitch. And Angie K goes, I sure did. And Lisa's like, Monica, Monica, Monica. And a confessional goes, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being an assistant. I love that, Monica. Standing up for all the administrative assistants out there. And second of all, all these bitches were Jen Shaw's assistant. You did favors for Jen. You did favors for Jen. And you did favors for Jen. And none of us got paid for doing it. She makes a great point. Every one of those ladies, Heather, all of them, all of them kowtowed to her. All of them did Jen Shaw's bidding. Monica goes, don't go there with me, Angie. Dead ass. And Angie K goes, well, let's talk about our Porsches. It's more interesting. And Monica's like, all right, all right, all right. And when he's like, I need everybody. Let's get on the bus. Let's go. And that's the end of the episode. Next time on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Heather talks to her girls about bullying and the hostile environment she created for them at school. Interesting. Whitney says that Meredith pulled me aside at the airport and told me that she has a lot of dirt on NGK. And then we see the ladies taking a shot uh, uh, after shot, uh, like a shotski, taking shots on a shotski. And Heather says, our fresh start has become a fresh debacle. And then we see Lisa, Barlow, and Monica get into it. So another one of those fights. And then Monica and Whitney tell Angie Kay the rumors that they've heard about her. So we finally get to know the rumors. What do you think the rumors are? Do you think it's a cheating scandal? Do you think it's a money scandal? Who knows? But it's so exciting. I am loving this season. Did you guys enjoy this episode? I did. I did. What did you guys like about it? Let me know. Write to me so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Uh, I want to thank you guys for another great week here. Thank you for supporting me in my new endeavor at Betches, even though it's the same old show. Uh, remember to subscribe over on YouTube if you want to see some of the videos of this. The more, the merrier. And remember, Patreon, we're doing a live Patreon, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tonight, Friday. So come join us for that. We'll talk all sorts of housewives, Bravo, whatever you want to talk about. And uh, if not, you're at the weekend. What do we always say? Eat something good, drink something great, tell somebody you love them, um, you know, kiss somebody, but you know, ask them first. Consent is key. Obviously read something, take some time for yourself. Maybe go out and exercise, you know, maybe force yourself. And that way you can eat more bad stuff later and, uh, join us here on Monday morning for an all new week of so bad. It's good. Bye guys. So bad. It's good is a Betches media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. 